0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Real World Talks with Lourdes, Natalie and Kathy. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. morning. Today we have a special guest by the name of Christopher Christie. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Um, Can you go ahead and let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and kind of share your backgrounds?
1: will absolutely and let me start by saying thank you ladies for the work that you that you've done and, and you know my wife Petra when we were in grad school she worked at the um, career services center and it's uh it's a vital function so thank you very much for all the work that you do and you do a very good job with it Aww, Aww,
0: thank you, you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yes. so thank you for having me. My name is Christopher Christie, and I have taught at FIU over the past, I don't know, seven years, maybe six, seven years, and um, a variety of classes from intro to hospitality to feasibility at the graduate level. But mostly I've done um, the advanced internship class. And the reason for that is because about 10 years ago, I moved from the hotel operations world into the condo world. Um, And we're kind of labeling the condo world as residential hospitality, because there's been a shift in this idea of we're just property managers to we're really residential hospitality professionals. And uh, maybe over our time together, we can talk about how these condos are being developed at the kind of ultra luxury level just like hotels and it's a great option for our community and the FIU students to learn about these career opportunities in condos and that's actually I mean I always wanted to teach um, but it was odd to me that I was working in these beautiful buildings as a general manager of essentially a hotel with a front desk staff with engineers with housekeeping staff, with valet, with operations and all this. And nobody really, really knew about it, you know? So that's what um, we're hoping to introduce to the students at FIU. Um, as for my background, uh, I, got, I received my master's degree uh, in hospitality from Cornell back in 03. And it was actually there that I met my wife, uh, Petra. She's also a professor at FIU. And, uh, you know, we're a good example. We flew from Ithaca, New York to Miami on two different occasions to interview at maybe five hotels, all the while passing dozens and dozens and hundreds of condos, all of which that can offer similar opportunities. Um, and over the years as a, as a hotelier, I was a GM in, uh, in Beverly Hills and uh, in Virginia Beach, my hometown. Um, Laguna Beach, California, and all over, and my wife was with Four Seasons, and when we decided to settle down here in Florida, we learned about this idea of being condo managers, and it's probably not surprising to hear that a lot of the hotels nowadays are being developed kind of as multi-use. One side is, is, has a condo component, and the other side is, um, is the hotel side, And we've always been in the condo world recession-proof because there has to be a licensed manager of a condo of a certain size, which almost every condo fits. And so even if the condo doesn't sell, and even if nobody's living there, there's still a manager there managing that condo. And we've always kind of known that. But then when the pandemic hit, and everybody was stuck at home, we then realized, well, not only are we recession-proof, but we're pandemic-proof. Because now everybody's home. We still have to manage it. We're considered essential staff. I'm on Key Biscayne, and the poor Ritz Key Biscayne, which was my last hotel, which I love, had to shut down, and all those people went home. And yet here, me and my team were busier than before. So that's kind of uh, where I'm coming from. And Dean Newman has always been very supportive and very kind, as everybody has at FIU. And over the years, we've said we need to put together a class about condominium management and about residential hospitality. And this fall semester is the first semester it's going to be offered. Um, So that's another part of the reason why I wanted to be with you. And I really appreciate the opportunity.
2: So thank you so much for that great background on your experience. I love the story as also how you met your wife. She's amazing and has been a great partner with our school as well in supporting our career services office, providing opportunities for our students. And you talk about something that you know we definitely encourage our students. Um, it was always it was about kind of the growth of just the condominium and the whole to hold condo concept. I think sometimes. Um, students sometimes really don't see how big the umbrella is underneath the hospitality field. And I, for myself, I worked in a hotel condo concept where probably the guests, and that was actually the point, never knew that these were individually owned um, owner units, but I tell my students all the time, you know, taking care of owners and guests is almost the same, but it's also different, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you're responsible for, you know, the revenue that we're generating. So I love the fact that you're really, um, kind of now providing this course that also um, shows another avenue of hospitality opportunities for our students. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what were the students really be gaining out of this class? Um, And, you know, also what else that they kind of find this class interested How else can they kind of use this class um, with their career aspirations? If let's say hotel condo concept is something of interest for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting that the, the operational differences between hotels and condos are minimal. You know, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of like, I I always considered condos as being the most user friendly hotel in the world. There's no check-ins, there's no checkouts, there's no groups, there's no weddings, there's no holidays, there's no weekends. It's, it's this wonderful opportunity to do hospitality without the MOD shifts from three to eleven, or the night audit shifts, and all that. Now we we're staffed twenty four hours, of course, and the challenges are a little bit different. And this class is going to go into those different challenges. For example, how you know? Imagine if your guest never left. Okay, well, the expectations become very very intense, and the uh, the challenges become different because. I don't have any money. You know, like when I was managing my own hotel, if something went wrong, I could make, I could comp a night, I could send champagne, I could invite people back. There's a million, I could change rooms. There's a million things I could do, most of which had some type of financial component to it. But in the condo world, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. I act as the general manager of Ocean Tower 2 on Key Biscayne, which is where I work now, It's 111 units. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, It is an idyllic condo. The board is excellent. They make excellent decisions and everybody plays their roles. And it's important to understand, you know, in a hotel, everybody knows the role the GM plays. Everybody knows the role the guest plays. Everybody knows the role the front desk agent plays. In condos, it gets a little bit, you know, this, this idea of herding cats it gets a little bit tricky and there are many different techniques that we're going to go over in the class about how to keep our residents in the role of residents, right? Mm-hmm. Pools at 84 degrees. Okay. Well, Ms. Smith wants it at 90 degrees. Okay. Well, Ms. Smith, that's not how it works. You know, how do you have those conversations? Um, so there's going to be a lot of that type of stuff. We're also going to talk about the licensure, um, unlike hotels, in order to manage a condo, and and I, I'm sure later on we'll talk about salaries and, and job descriptions and things, you have to have a community association manager's license, a CAM license. Might sound scary. Uh, it's more boring than scary. It's relevant, <laughs> and, you know, it's 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 maybe four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. This class is going to go into each of the elements of you have to get your background checked, you have to do your fingerprints, you have to, it takes a month or two. But once you do that, you are able to manage a condo. And we're also going to talk about, well, what does that mean, managing a condo? What do you do? Do you just knock on the door? You just walk into a condo and say, I'm ready to manage this condo? No, there are professional management companies, certainly in South Florida, where they place you and i work for one of them right i work for a professional management company and right now i'm at ocean tower Two, which i'm which i love but who knows in five years you know maybe even three years my assistant manager is going to be ready to take my place okay she deserves it well where's christopher gonna go okay well we have a sales force and we're constantly bringing in new clients And maybe I'll go from Key Biscayne to Brickell. And so the class is going to talk about a lot of those opportunities and and invite some of the recruiters into the class to go over um, the requirements and, and the things that they're looking at. The great thing is that FIU students with these remarkably transferable skills from restaurants and hotels are very attractive, right? And then you say, "Oh, yes, and I've taken this class, and I know all about it. I know how to do a board meeting. I know how the votes go. I know about the budgets. That is really valuable stuff. The last thing I'll say is it's also interesting to me that I remember years ago applying at the Mandarin Oriental on Brickle, which I just is one of my one of our favorite hotels. And the waiting room in the in the HR. office had a TV. And it had coffee and it had little snacks because they knew that there were going to be every day, five to 10 people trying to work at that hotel. Mm -hmm. We have buildings just as beautiful as the Mandarin Oriental. And yet nobody knows what KW property management means. Nobody knows who first service residential is. Nobody knows who A and P is. And you know we're so desperate for talent we're a very nice contrast to the traditional hospitality world let's say pre pandemic where good schools like FIU and Cornell are pumping out talented individuals who are ready to work and the hotels are ready to to collect them but condos are not like that condos are like this 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 secret that's hidden and we're hoping to kind of get that secret out so that the students realize This is a really good opportunity for me for a career path.
2: Awesome. All right, so you shared a little bit, um, some differences between condominium management and hotel management in terms of gaining your license, some techniques, and even about the difference in positions. Um, Can you share with us what are the key differences between condominium management and restaurant management other than the obvious?
1: Well, you know, the the, the the first, when we look at the development of condos, and I appreciate, I don't remember, one of you ladies had worked in a, in a condo hotel. Is that right?
2: That was me. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, you know, the Ritz-Key Biscayne is a good example, and there are a couple of different examples. Um, the Ritz-Key Biscayne was similar to your property, Kathy, where, um there were 500 rooms uh-huh. of which were hotel rooms and then half of which were the condo rooms, but no one would have known that they were uh-huh. properties. Right. Uh, right. But even, even, and this is an, an interesting thing, even there where all of those units, technically condo units, but being sold as hotel rooms, even there, there was a manager. uh uh-huh. There was a CAM, a licensed manager, there was a director of residences, and there was an assistant in the office for a condo that literally had no residence. So that's a good example of the opportunities that are there. The other interesting thing is that most of the condo development, and we'll talk about this in the class, is on the luxury side, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, you know, certainly in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, We're developing condos that actually have food and beverage components. Now, a lot of times those food and beverage components are outsourced, but still to be able to speak the language of restaurants, the way we do and the way that our students do, to sit down in front of a board and say, I'm an FIU graduate with my CAM license. And oh, by the way, I've studied restaurants. I've worked in restaurants. I can help you. With this outsourced outlet, um, is a really valuable is a really valuable thing. Um, so, food and beverage and hotels also are so good at efficient operations, and that's what that's what we need in condos. We don't really control the revenue at all in condos. There's no revenue management at all. These are supposed to be not for profit businesses. Um, One of the things I enjoyed most of my hotel days was the revenue management, right? But in condos, we're really just managing the expense side. And whatever those expenses are, that's what the fees that the owners have to pay. And so the, the, the fact that FIU is so good at educating us about operating effectively, how can we do more with fewer staff? How can we increase services with the same staff? Those are the types of things that the average property manager does not do. They don't think that way. They consider themselves to be property managers. They're managing the facility. They sit in their office and they close the door and they're frustrated when someone comes in. We're different. The residential hospitality world, our world, we want relationships. We want service. Um, And so that's the opportunity for the FIU students to do well in this industry.
0: Awesome. So being that we work in career development and our primary focus is to guide our students in career paths and job opportunities, can you share with us and with our listeners some of the amazing opportunities in this line of work and some of the salaries offered for certain positions in this line of work?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'll tell you, it's I was, um, it was the Ritz Coconut Grove was the first job that I went for, and I didn't get it, and they gave it to a fella named um, Alex, who is amazing, and he's one of our he's one of our KW vice presidents, and uh, I'll probably invite him in, Alex Martin. He's just awesome. And I'll probably invite him in to talk. But luckily, the salaries are very comparable. So let's get specific. So as an entry, let's say you've just graduated. First of all, obviously, the best way to get these jobs are to speak with me and to speak with the recruiters and to start the relationships. Um, I know First Service Residential very well, and I know KW Property Management very well. And there are two or three dedicated recruiters at those companies that are really good, and they know the properties that are coming down the line. But as a graduate, let's say you wanted to begin, um, the front desk positions, which is probably not where I would start an FIU grad, uh, are you know, in the, let's say, $13 to $15 range. Um, the best place to start, I would think, would be an assistant manager position. And um, the assistant manager position is probably in the 45 to 55,000 range, uh, depending on the budget of the association. And the bigger the association and the nicer the association, the more money they have. But the reason why the assistant manager position is the way to go is because, similar to hotels and restaurants, when you think of micros or you think of Opera or Fidelio or any of these systems, We happen to have some systems that are pretty particular and the only way to learn them is to use them. And we use accounts payable systems like Nexus and Avid exchange. We use property management systems like quick and connect. These won't make a lot of sense to anybody listening now, but when you start meeting with these companies, you'll see, Oh, okay. Quick and connect are just like opera and Fidelio. And the assistant manager position, the, the management offices work Monday through Friday, nine to five, end of story. I show up every other weekend on a Saturday for an hour and I'm a hero. So anybody who's worked in the hotel and restaurant world will take Monday through Friday, nine to five every day. I mean, that is, that is the way to go. And my assistant manager, she's wonderful. Her name's Francini she and I split weekends. So pretty much three of the four weekends a month, one of us is there to walk around, check the pool, thank the staff for working, hold people accountable, you know, strengthen relationships, and then we're out of there. So the quality of life is fantastic. And the pay is almost exactly the same. I am a well compensated for GM. I don't make probably what the hotel manager of the Ritz makes. And I know I don't make what the GM of the Ritz makes, but that Ritz on Key Biscayne is a big hotel, but I'm a six figure, you know, my benefits are included manager. And for Monday through Friday, nine to five, it's, it's a very, I can be a good dad and a good residential hospitality professional. I can be a good condo manager and a good dad. And I could not do that when I was in the hotel world. Oh. So those are, the, those are the positions. And then we also have engineers. Our chief engineer, who is excellent, his name is Joel. he's close to six figures. Um, he has a team of probably seven. Um, I'm trying to think. And then, of course, each one of these corporations, each one of these management companies has their own opportunities. Before being at KW as what we would call a sighted manager, I was, I'm on site now. I have one association. I was the director, the senior director of residential hospitality. I was a corporate guy. Um, I made slightly less money, but I had a huge team and we helped each of the condos with whatever they needed training, um, recruitment, uh, service, what are they called? Quality assurance, visits, those types of things. So there's also probably at KW, there's probably 100 or 150 corporate opportunities, finance, accounting, sales, budgets, et cetera. First service is even bigger. There's probably 500 corporate folks there. So it's a huge, it's a huge industry. Um, And so those are some of the, those are some of the, uh, the particulars and the positions But I think for the FIU grad, holding out for an assistant manager position is is the way to go.
2: So you did mention an amazing opportunity. I think it left us all like, whoa, okay. (laughs) This is great for, uh, you know, upon graduating students, getting a position, you know, as an assistant manager making 45, it's actually not bad at all. Now, for a majority of our students, I should say for all of our students, there is a work hour requirement. So are there entry-level opportunities? I know at first you kind of mentioned something about $13, you know, meth hour type jobs. Are there, like, any entry-level positions that students who have already, let's say, great customer service skills, um, high resolutions, or they want to go into different areas, can are those available while students are still working while they're going to school, um, acquiring their work hour requirements?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, um, Are you, are we talking about kind of like an internship type of thing or just an hourly front desk type of role while we're in school? Is that what you mean?
2: Right. So if you have internships, because a lot of times I'm sure the ladies can talk, you know, we get questions for students, especially now, but just overall saying, I want to go into the condominium, (laughs) you know, um, industry, um, and they may not have the skills or experience yet for an assistant manager, obviously kind of looking more for a graduate student, but how about for some who want to get their foot in the door and it could be in an internship or maybe something more entry level where they just need basic skills. Do you have those opportunities available?
1: Oh yeah. So I would say the front desk would be the, the way to go with that. You know? Um, and I'm thinking now the only place, the only opportunity that we don't have in condos that hotels have is the night audit. And I'm a big night audit fan. uh uh-huh. And uh, experience in the night audit in the hotel world is invaluable. It's very it's it's very tough, but it's very good to learn. We don't do anything like that. We our day never changes, right? We don't z out right. at the, end of the day. We don't we don't have any money. We don't have any shifts. There's no credit cards. Um, but the front desk would be a good way to kind of get your foot in the door and meet the people and meet the boards. We haven't spoken a lot about the boards, but the boards are very important. And at the end of the day, my job really is to do all of the legwork for the board, present it to them in a very professional way. And Francini's doing this now while I'm on vacation with COVID tests. She's doing, she's calling all the things, she's putting it in spreadsheets, she's getting all the prices together and she's gonna present it to the board. And then our three person board is going to decide we're going to go, we're going to do this, this, or this. Um, but to know the boards, you know, that's why I think Francini and Yoel, their career is in such good hands because the board knows them and loves them. So to start at the front desk, making $14 an hour, which is not bad. Not and at all. Mm-hmm. There the shifts are like hotel shifts, you know, seven to three, three to 11, 11 to seven. But you do that for a year while you finish school and you learn or you learn connect the office can show you we happen to use nexus as a as a payables thing and you meet some of the people as francini has done you know then you really can i should mention one other layer you also i also have a regional director or a district manager his name is andrew he is a corporate person he is the corporate liaison i have many bosses right Um, The board is my on-site boss. I do what they say. I act at the behest of the board. But I also have corporate requirements. And Andrew, who oversees 10 properties and has 10 GMs, he makes sure that I'm doing, me and my team and Ocean Tower 2, are doing what KW wants us to do. Um, And the way you get placed and the way you move up is to have, and it's very easy, it's much easier in condos than it is in hotels because there's no competition. The way you do it is to have, have a relationship with your GM and a relationship with your district manager who's in on the sales calls and knows what's coming down the pike. And then you put a plan together. We have a plan for Francini already. We know what's going to happen with her career already. It's not going to happen until September, October, but she's got a plan, you know, and it's going to probably give her, well, I don't know, a $10,000 increase, uh, more exposure. You know, so that's how you do it. It's a much smaller community, and it's a much easier community to navigate when you're talking about your career. We're not talking about Marriott with millions of people the Four seasons where my wife used to work. That's very difficult and everybody and their mama wants to get in, right? We're not talking about bits. We're talking about associations and these companies that have more business than they know what to do with and they need help. So yes, I would say starting, let's say you're a junior, um, we, we don't do a lot of uh, free internship type stuff. Like We would give somebody a job. We say, okay, you're you're a concierge now from seven to three, Monday through Friday, whatever it is. Um, but that would be the way to start if you're about to graduate and you want to get your foot in the door, I would say.
2: Awesome. And I, we love to hear that we, you guys want to pay. I mean, nothing against our other employers, but <laughs> I mean, I believe that especially, you know, that the fact that, you know, everyone has financial obligations. And so um, I feel like it's a benefit and I love to hear You know, you said a couple of things um, throughout the pod about, you know, the difference if you see like the waiting room and human resources for applicants signing up. But you're like, wait, we're right here. We have opportunities. So I'm glad that, you know, you're you talked about two different uh, ways of opportunities. One for someone looking, you know, at their last year and their senior thinking about maybe how can I get a nice, you know, pay um, opportunity within an entry level uh, leadership role. But then also for those who want to get their foot in the door with a not bad starting off role within a condo and the growth pattern through there. Now, talking a little bit about you know you were saying that hey we're here we're hiring you know to Lourdes, uh, Natalie and I that's great because obviously with the pandemic it has hit you know our industry really really bad you know mm-hmm. um, and we've seen. Our students, our alum, maybe our fellow colleagues that we used to work with in the industry, you know, going from furlough to not going to layoffs. Mm -hmm. So kind of going back into your area of the condominium world, why, and I don't know if this is the right way to say it, can we say that it's almost like recession proof? Um, how could why I guess how could you, you know, showcase that to potential students who are interested in this industry, which is great to hear that because we can see that, you know, not to say their industry is not bulletproof, but you see that we have been hit so hard by this pandemic.
1: Yeah, it it is. I mean, and I, I remember, uh, emailing Delio and Nathan, the kind of, and this was maybe a month ago and we were having some, um, zoom calls with our Cornell friends and even the big, big time people, you know, like our, our, our colleagues, who had been with these companies in like Park City, Utah and Paris and all these amazing places who, who were bulletproof. I mean, their careers were cemented. Right. See how this has put them on the sidelines is it was horrible, you know? And I remember emailing Delio Nathan saying, I, I don't know how to say this, but that's not the case with us. You know, we are where people live
0: mm-hmm. and
1: there was about two seconds in time when we were worried, maybe the beginning of March, whenever it was, when we were worried to find out, are we going to be considered essential employees? And literally the very next day, the corporate attorney sent us a letter that said, show this to the police if they do not let you on Key Biscayne. You are essential employees. You must go to work. And they must let you go to work. And we never had to use them because obviously... it it makes a bit of sense, you know, that in a time when you have to clean the people who clean the public areas, you know, they need to work. And so, yeah, I mean, the recession-proof part is the business side. Um, There's a statute, and we'll talk about this in the class, there are a couple statutes, Florida Statute 718 and Florida Statute 720, that are are the vehicles that require licensure to manage one of these associations. And it makes sense. It's so that I don't run off with the $3 million budget that my association has, right? It makes good sense. But from the pandemic side, and we didn't obviously know this until it hit, we got really busy because we had to clean every doorknob and every elevator button twice an hour. Every half an hour, we had to clean it, right? Now we have to enforce, we've got the valet guys, even the valet guys who weren't parking cars. Those guys are busy because they're stopping people from coming in without masks. They're delivering things for us because we don't let people go up to the, to the units anymore. So all of us are busy, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it, as sad as it is and as horrible as, as it is, because Petra and I, we also wanted restaurants too. And I I think about, we live in coconut grove where the restaurants are just so great and so much fun. And we think how sad we would have been to make it to finally get our own restaurant and, and then not be allowed to have people in there, you know? So in the condo world, it's the opposite. We have become more busy development has not stopped in the condo world. And, you know, we, we, we need, we need help. We need people to help us in these condos and they need to be talented. They need to know what they're doing. So even housekeeping backgrounds, engineering backgrounds and restaurant backgrounds help us and are attractive to us.
2: Well, we love to hear that. And we're going to get those people to you guys. So it's like, yeah. well, we love <laughs> it's yes. like you're going to be like, remember what you said to us? That's right.
1: <laughs> Hold me to it. Hold me to it. <laughs>
2: So you mentioned some residential properties and companies um, in the beginning of your interview, but can you name some of the greatest leaders in the field and how you connect students to these leaders or even corporate recruiters um, during your class?
1: I, I will, and I'll tell you uh, of the many sad things with this pandemic, one of them is this class was going to be on site at the condos um similar to the to hotels where um hoteliers are very proud of their facilities and proud of their properties and they love doing tours and all those types of things Our my condo management friends are, are the same and um i haven't specifically reached out to these folks yet but um And there are a lot of them, but there's a place called Oceana on Key Biscayne, which is just absolutely magnificent. And Roberto Odio is the manager there. And he's remarkable. You know, Um, I'll still probably invite him in. You know, this is going to be a Zoom class now. It's going to be a virtual class now because we're probably not going to be going anywhere. But hopefully once we get COVID under control, fingers crossed, it'll go to, you know, one day we're going to faina. One day we're going to Oceana, one day we're going to the Ocean Club, one, you know, and and you'll we'll get to we'll get to really tour the, the the roof and see the cooling towers and see the facilities and the elevator rooms and the movie theaters and the restaurants, you know, to see everything. Um uh Roberto is someone that I w- that um I was gonna have talk and then um I can't remember his name now. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. I haven't actually met him yet. But the CAM, we call ourselves CAM, C-A-M, CAM, Community Association Manager. The CAM at Faena was interested in having a relationship with FIU. And um, Dean Newman put him in touch with me. So he's going to contribute. And then the recruiters will come in and some of the vice presidents. Alex Martin is a good example. He started as a CAM at the Coconut Grove Ritz. The... the if you can envision Coconut Grove, there's the Ritz that has the two towers. One green roofed tower is the hotel. The other is, is the condo. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, he started there and then he opened the St. Regis, you know, in Bal Harbor, working with Marco Selva, who was the previous GM at the Ritz um, Key Biscayne. And now he has a book of business that's, you know, he's a vice president with our company. So to hear from him would be remarkable. So it's going to be um, a mixture of those types. But it, again, similar to the hotel world, there are professionals who want to start relationships and want to mentor a young talent. You know, And we know that the biggest competitive advantage we have, and I'll speak for all professionally managed condo companies, the biggest advantage we have is our talent. I mean, the company that I work for is a staffing company. And that's that's. The way they, we make our money, and we'll get into this in the class, is a burden rate on the salaries. So if I make $100,000, let's say, the company charges the association $100,000 plus 37%. And in that 37%, let's just say 37 35 whatever, in that burden rate, there is a little bit of profit, there's some taxes, there's some benefits, there's all those types of things. And that's how KW and FSR and a and and ACAM and Miami Management and Marquee, all these companies make their money. So they're in the business of staffing. That's their whole business model is to staff. But you know, when even FIU right down the road doesn't know that much about it, it puts us at a disadvantage. Um, so that's how the business works. Um, and that's how they make their money. But, um, these professionals are going to be happy to tell their stories and show their properties. I just look forward to the day when we can actually physically go to these places and see them because they're, they're all in South Florida. They're all in Miami. They're all on cube skiing. They're all on Miami beach.
0: Awesome. So for any of our listeners who happen to be students or are interested in, um, enrolling in hospitality management, can you share what the days and times that you will be teaching um, the course will be?
1: Yes, Um, and I'll tell you, it's one of these weekend-type classes, and I apologize, I've never taught one of these before, and I don't know what it's actually called. It's not a pod, I don't think. But it's two weekends... It's the weekend of October 9th, 10th, and 11th. Then we're off the 16th and 17th, and we're back on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. So it's kind of like a seminar-type class, I guess. Um, And I'm excited about that because we're going to do everything. We're going to do board meetings. We're going to look at the statute. We're going to talk about facilities. We're going to talk about leading boards, um, tricky residents, uh, Budgeting and the required finances that go into reserves and those types of things, because we have our own financial language. Maybe an example would be in the hotel world, we call it CapEx, you know, capital expenditures. In the condo residential hospitality world, we call it reserves. Um, but those are the times. It's going to be Friday, the 9th, 10th, and 11th of October, off the next weekend, and then back on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. And I think this first time around, we've limited it to 25 students, but I hope to get this to be um, a big and exciting uh, class. I'm kind of uh, modeling it after Cornell's masterclass. Um, I don't know if you know about Cornell's masterclass, but it's it's kind of a seminar where 75% of the time is spent with the professor and 25% is spent with industry professionals which helps the student learn about the real world applications, but also form relationships for the future or their career for the future. So that's kind of the model we're going after, but it should be a pretty fun class.
2: I mean, the class seems pretty awesome. I wish that if this was like a hundred years ago when I was doing my undergrad, I would (laughs) jump on it. (laughs) Um, So um, I will definitely be pushing this uh, to our students. And um, also, you know, when we're talking with students, because honestly, it's such a great timing that you um, are on our podcast and talking about this because really and truly, like we were saying before, the challenges, is just, you know, the job market has been so hard, hit so hard. um, So it's so refreshing and encouraging to see another market in the hospitality industry sector, just kind of like in the shield that it's like, we're here. So Mm -hmm. to seal the deal about the residential hospitality Hospitality, pardon me, industry. What are three important steps that, if a student wants to go into that, they should take to reach a great career goal within the residential hospitality industry?
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing. We one other advantage that I, I just remembered. We will talk about briefly now. The career path is much faster too. So when you when you say I can look at a junior at FIU and say, okay, work at the desk for a year, graduate. I can almost guarantee you an assistant manager spot. You work that for two or three years. Now, let's say you're 23, 24. You know, you will have your own building within three to five years after that. And that's when you go from the $50,000 assistant manager position to the eighty dollars to $120,000 manager position. That is a remarkable step. And I was a Cornell grad, president of my class, master's degree. I had run three of my own hotels in the past. And I was 35 years old and the guest services manager at Ritz-Kibus I would have had to work there for 10 years, maybe, to even have a shot at hotel manager. And the chances of me getting hotel manager were like, not even 50, 50, I'd say. So, you know, when you, when you, when we can offer a career path, that's that quick, uh, it really is a, it was a remarkable thing. And I'm sorry, there was one other part to your question that I've, that I've already forgotten. I
2: mean, I, you still had me at a go, <laughs> with this salary, we love to hear that honestly. And I feel like a lot of com- and Lourdes can talk about it with Natalie to attend, um, that we will hear a lot of our employers saying, oh, what do the students want to hear? What are they looking for? They're looking for growth opportunity, but they want to see in this kind of shorter span than less than 10 years, which sometimes right. like you said, harder to get to in these great companies, but that have a lot of like steps. And there's a lot of, like you said, everybody, their mom and dad trying to, you know, climb this ladder. So the fact that you are really, you know, showing the students, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it more in your class about you know, there is a career growth and you can really see it in your less than, you know, five years, even starting out your junior year um, yeah. and have great growth, competitive, you know, salary. So I think that you sold us on that right there.
1: Yeah, you know, and Captain, I remember the other thing you mentioned were the three steps to take. What I would do also is two things. I would Google search community association manager's license, CAM license. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, Maybe in the future, we'll work this in so that after you take the class, you will be prepared to take the test to get your CAM license. We're not ready for that yet, but Google search CAM license, C-A-M. And then I would also look up the KW website. I I would go to, um, I would search, you know, kwpmc.com. I would search FS Residential. And then I would Google search luxury condos in Miami. Okay. And that will show you places like Oceana, the Ocean Club, the Bath Club, um, the Continuum North and South. And, And you'll see these buildings that we've grown up with and never really paid attention to, but they're condos and they have a ton of money. And they need people to help run their association. Uh, and that would be a good way to, you know, there's big ones, there's small ones, there's city ones, there's beach ones, there's resorty field, you know, there's a million of these condos. Uh, and, and you'll see that we're talking about really world-class buildings and world-class facilities, a lot of which are nicer than our Ritzes and Four Seasons and Peninsulas of the world. So that would be a good way to see the world that we're talking about.
0: Awesome. And, um, to kind of wrap up, um, everything, can you share with us, um, a memorable moment that you have had, uh, working at the chaplain school?
1: Well, yes. And, um, I have two. The, the first one I, when I called, cause I always wanted to teach Petra and I both always wanted to teach and, um, you know, we don't give back nearly enough. And I thought, okay, well, let, let me try to, let me try to teach. And I remember calling Dean Newman and she was so like excited. Cause I had just started in the condo world and she was so excited about this and she's believed in it from the very beginning about this as a new opportunity for our students And so that was one um, I'll I'll never forget because I was on the highway and I I pulled off right downtown by the police station there and had my conversation with her. And I was so nervous and she was so awesome. And she's like, listen, we can make this work. We got to get you in here. Let's start talking. And and that's when I started doing the internship. And we've placed back then I was with first service. We placed a good five or 10 students. Uh, back then, you know, at at good places. Another another interesting condo is called Ocean House. Google search Ocean House; it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then the other was I was able to one of my very good uh, friends. He's no longer there, but he was the manager of the Ritz in Paris. He was the GM of the Ritz in Paris, Christian Boyens, and uh, we got him to Skype in on one of my intro classes and that was great. It was great to be able to, to, to meet the Cornell world with the FIU world. And he was so impressed with the students and they were so impressed with him. And and we got to, you know, I don't get to see him, but maybe once a year. And that was a, that was a fun time too. So uh, it's always been for Petra and I both a very proud thing for us to be a part of the chaplain school. And, um, you know, I look forward to introducing the students to some more fun and fascinating professionals. But those are the two that stick out the most. When I first met Diane uh, Newman, Dean Newman, and bringing Christian to our my intro class. Those are things, those are good memories for me.
0: Aw, well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and share your valuable insight into this condo world and There were a lot of insightful tips and revelations that you have made to our listeners, and hopefully you will have a lot of students that are interested in signing up for your course. Um, And I do have to plug in that we will be having a virtual career fair um, in September, so you are more than welcome to have your um, organization join us um, for opportunities in hiring our students.
1: Great, great.
0: Um, so this concludes the podcast. Thank you so much again, uh, Mr. Christie, for joining us.
1: My and pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank it you. Very-
0: was, of course, it was our pleasure. And uh, tune in next week, listeners, um, and have an amazing rest of the week. Bye. Bye.
1: Very much. Thanks, Bye. ladies.
0: Thank you.